As a people, we are constantly evolving, and part of what influences how we evolve are the conversations we have with ourselves and other people. Welcome to Evolution Space Chats, where we take a moment to tell our stories, to see ourselves in each other, and to grow in dealing with our daily challenges. And welcome to Evolution Space Chats with myself, Divinity. I am so excited for today's episode, but super nervous at the same time, because what we're talking about today is something that affects me more often than not. We are talking imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Imposter syndrome and daring greatly, which I know, I know. They seem to be concepts that are worlds apart, but actually they are more aligned than we may think. And before I delve deeper into that, though, I'd like to introduce my guest that I've got in studio today. The... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Omila Kopoka. Hi. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I was like, I am not sure if she's going to want to do this. Yeah, I am. We need to talk about the stuff that is that happening. Us. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. So just a little bit. Tell us about who Omila is. Omila is, wow. You know, every time I get that question, I'm like, oh, who am I? How am I going to? <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> yes. How am I going to like word this? Uh, but basically, Omila Kopoga is a 29-year-old female, born and bred in the Eastern Cape. Homie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> born and bred in the Eastern Cape. Studied in the Eastern Cape. Ventured into finance and economics because that's what I studied career-wise. And then five years later, I decided, you know what? This whole office invoicing and (laughs) balancing accounts and stuff is not my thing. And then I went into fashion, which was really the passion. Mm. And got married, have children. So I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a businesswoman. And yeah, most importantly... I'm a child of God. So that's the that's the definition. That's my identity. Everything mm. for me flows from my relationship with God. Mm. So it comes from there. So that's basically who I'm, I am in a nutshell. That's quite a big shift though, hey? Yeah. From what you studied mm-hmm. and worked in. Yeah. And then like five years later, you're like, uh-uh. Stop the lorry. I am not doing this anymore. This, this, this destination is not... Uh, I'm, I'm changing my mind now. No, it is. It is. I, I moved from there to, to fashion. I mean, fashion has always been a part of me. Even when I was in university, I was studying at NMMU. It's not NMMU anymore. It's just NMU. Just yeah. one M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it keeps on changing so many Yeah. So I, I, I studied there and there was fashion department in the same campus as mm-hmm. economics and business and stuff and people would ask me are you not are you sure you're not going to the fashion department <laughs> are you not lost in people literally i was like no business side darling and people were like no ways we thought you were you were fashion designer you studied fashion but uh, it's always been there my mother tells me that when i was younger i used to 
ask to change my clothes like twice a day and I wanted to pick out my own outfits. So mm-hmm. the interest and the creativity around fashion, styling has always mm. been there. I think it's just something that I never thought I would like make a living out of and um, yeah. So then you see this is the reason why I put Daring Greatly together with imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> What made you decide? What was the final thing? Because yes, you're saying that you've always known that yeah. you know fashion is your thing, it's your passion, and it's something that you probably would ideally do, but you don't think you can make a living out yeah. of, and that's why you went the commercial route. Yeah. But now, what made you shift and change and be like, no, actually, I am actually going to try it out? Yeah, Ooh, that was actually not a difficult decision to get to. It wasn't. No, because, well, I had security of a job. Right. Yes. Every month, get my salary. Yes. I don't have to like um, plan about plan for capital to start the business. Mm. Have like a business model. How am I going to market myself? Mm. Uh, is the is this is this even the right market? I need to look at target um, audience and whatever and all of that. It wasn't easy, but um, I actually after I gave birth to my son, uh, something in me just you know shifted came up like it just didn't give me like a chance i rose up and i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do this i guess he pushed me into stepping out of my comfort zone Mm. you know and also because i could see that i was not entirely myself happy as a result productivity was not up to par so yeah i decided you know what let me do it it was difficult at first because when it comes to styling in South Africa, um, and you want to make that a living, and you don't know people, mm. you, you have no network, you have, um, it, it was very difficult. Mm. As a result, other people used to make fun of it. Mm. Like they used to make fun of me. And they didn't understand this whole styling thing because they've never, I remember I even got a question of, like, <laughs> what is that? You know, Just like literally you're like... dressing people. For a living, do people pay people so that they Surely can put this it? Is something they can do for themselves. Exactly, you put together an outfit, and then someone pays you for 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 styling them or for shopping on their behalf and whatever. Are there even people that want people to shop for them? Mm. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, and it can really chip away at your confidence because other people are like. But um, yeah, I decided. You know what? Let me do this, and it was a lot of stress. Like the first year was very stressful. Nothing happened. Literally, I styled my. Friend. I styled myself. (laughs) (laughs) I created styling videos, posted them on Instagram. And um, yeah, but eventually it started the build up. up. Yeah. And the support from from my husband, my husband saw like it's amazing how he saw the bigger picture. Mm. Even when I was like, babe, I don't think this thing is working. Maybe I need to dust off my CV and go back to corporate. (laughs) You know, and he was like, no, you're really good at what you do. So that constant affirmation really helped me Mm. so yeah it wasn't easy but here we are today now you're saying that you did this after giving birth yeah to your son yeah and at the same time how you you were married at the same time right yeah how how far into how many years were you or months uh into marriage yes we were 
I think eight months married. So eight months married, yeah. new mother. There's a, there was, a, like lot there was a lot happening. And you packed up the courage and you did the odds and you decided that this is what I'm going for. Did you feel like your life depended on the change? <sighs> Not necessarily. Um, I felt like I needed to be present for my for my son. My son. And I needed to navigate the whole marriage thing, mom thing. I think it, it just happened so fast, but I'm glad it happened. It all happened at that time mm-hmm. because I grew with it. Mm-hmm. My family grew grew with who I was and what mm-hmm. I do. What I love about what I do is that I was able to actually be present for everyone in the family and still do what I do. Mm-hmm. Right, so I didn't have like a nine to five where oh I can't drop off Ian at whatever mm-hmm. I can't leave everything and go watch a, a rugby game. So what I do allows me the liberty to be present for everybody in the family and still be present for myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, did you not doubt yourself? Did you not doubt oh, how you a thousand make it all work? a thousand times? <laughs> like did imposter syndrome not just live <laughs> with you at that point? A thousand times, even. It was so bad that it was. It even got to a point where, if I'm shooting like a styling video, it would take me days mm. to post that. Like I would rewatch the thing a hundred times, and then I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this top really works. Do you think it really worked? Like, you know, it was 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 really bad because I just didn't want to be criticized mm. because I critiqued myself a lot, mm. and now to have someone say. Well, mention what I'm already thinking about my work and whatever it would like kill me mm. right so the so now I was like you know maybe if I don't put out stuff then no one will know but then I would just put out a picture on Instagram and people just like wow how and I'm like what what are you talking about that's just a picture I, you know I took <laughs> and the intention was not to like get um, give people a styling formula mm. or whatever it was just Okay, yeah, Instagram, I'm here, right? So, um, but yeah, it was there. It was definitely there. It coexisted with my passion and my dream. Mm. And it was a matter of allowing myself to be, to have faith in who I am. Okay. So that the imposter syndrome (laughs) spirit, whatever it is, does not choke my dream. Okay. Because that was possible. Yes. And I think sometimes people allow it to actually... (laughs) <laughs> suck the life out of you that what you had dies away and that overpowers you but in the moment of going through everything that is happening and you can hear the voice in your head and it's just like it's not working out or you're not that great or you mm-hmm. know it's not going to work out for you how did you find or where did you find the courage to speak back because I feel like when you decide to still go for it, yeah. besides the voice, yeah. you're speaking back. You're yeah. speaking yeah. back in action. You may speak back in words to say, you know what, I'm actually, I am good. And Or what was your process for you to be able to actually push through it? Because sometimes we make it sound easy and we say, yeah. no, just You'll, you'll be fine. Like, just get, almost get over it, yeah, you know, yeah. in a sense. The way yeah. that we push it, we sort of minimize the effect that imposter syndrome has yes, on us yeah. and that it actually exists and it's a real thing. It's almost like we're just pushing it away and being like, you know what, you'll be fine. Just, you know, just go on and do it. Yeah. How how did you find yourself navigating that and having, what conversations did you have with yourself? Yeah. 
you know what? You know the saying that whatever you 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 feed is gonna be more powerful. Whatever, yes. even if it's thoughts, if you feed, feed yourself positive thoughts, mm. or you focus and meditate on this one thing, it's gonna manifest. It's gonna come. It's gonna materialize. You're gonna see it here. Mm. So what I did, the practical thing that I did, because I'm a very practical person. Mm. I don't like to being overly uh, theoretical. Yes, about I need something that. One plus one. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I literally focused on creating styling formulas. Okay. Like it was there. What if you're not great? But I, I moved. Mm. I moved. I, 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 I watched videos on um, styling. I fed the styling desire and the fashion desire more than I gave attention to. Mm. Oh, I'm not so good. Mm. I'm not so that. And I starved the need for me to give attention. I stopped I stopped negativity. Sometimes we have that, hey? We have a need to want to feed, feed that it. Thing. Yes, yes. I stopped it and I knew where mine was coming from, from things like you look at other stylists and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're so great. Look at me. <laughs> like I literally stopped mm. following other people, mm. following other stylists when I was in that space. They were great. They were doing well. But now with where I was mentally and how I viewed myself, it wasn't pouring positive energy. And it was nothing those stylists or those people did, but something that I needed to, to do work deal on. with on my own. Mm -hmm. So I actually closed off like channels that will put me in a space of comparing, like where I find myself comparing mm -hmm. with other people. And I focused on me, literally focused on me. I did what I did. I didn't even look at comments where people are like, oh, lovely. Oh, what? I didn't look at that. I just did. And I just created, yeah. I just created, I just created. The more I created, the more I found myself doing more. Mm. You know, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know this This could work with this and this could work with that. And when I removed the veil, I realized that actually I was still doing what is relevant because I could see other people doing what I'm doing. Mm. And it was not a matter of I saw Banbani doing it. And then you copied that. No, I realized, okay, okay, we... I'm moving in the, in the, the same, right in the right slate. direction, mm. in the right direction. But that, that's one of the things that I did. I really focused on me, created, created, didn't compare myself because my work at that moment was not even about, uh, I want to do it better than one band. It was a matter of, I need to do it at the, um, the best of my ability. And I need to be happy when I sit back and criticize myself. I need to be like, oh, oh it's better than the yesterday. Mm. Okay, let's, let's see if we can change this and mm. that and that. And number two would be, I constantly spoke the word over my life mm. because negativity does not negativity does not come from God. Mm. Anything that wants to crush you, destroy you, steal your dream, kill your dream, is coming from the enemy, and that is um, something that I got from the scripture in John. I think it's John ten ten that says, uh, "The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, mm -hmm. but Christ came to give you life and life in abundance." So, I realized, you know what? It's not from God that I feel insecure about A B C D. That's not a gift from God. God's gifts are good and they're perfect and they're pleasing. Yeah. So I need to stuff this negativity over negativity over here and focus on good things mm. what makes me feel alive and yeah. I was studying so having 
something that you believed in helped anchor you, yeah. helped bring you back mm-hmm. to reality yep. and not get stuck in, yeah. in the thoughts and in, in, in the yeah. bubble. In the I bubble. totally hear you. It makes so much sense. We're talking imposter syndrome and daring greatly. And yeah. I mean, it's something that I also have to constantly work on myself yeah. and I don't think it's something that really goes away I think you may get better at dealing with it yeah. uh, but I don't think it's really something that ever completely goes away and yeah. like you're saying there's you, you're never really alone in a space you know there's other people yeah. doing what you're doing yeah. and that thing of trying to compare yourself or looking what the other person is doing, is doing. you're like am I that good as well <laughs> getting it right in that way yeah and i think just coming back to yourself and saying you know what this is what i'm doing yeah and i'm going to do it my way and not the, the way that the other person yeah. is doing it so you've got imposter syndrome on one hand right mm-hmm. which is makes you doubt yourself makes you feel insecure makes you underplay your achievements makes you not realize everything good that everybody else is saying about you yeah. right and then on the other hand you've got daring greatly which requires <laughs> you to show up <laughs> yep <laughs> what does showing up mean to you how do you ensure that you are showing up and like you said doing the best that you can do yeah i think for me Excellence. You might <laughs> you might not have everything figured out, but do what you do with excellence. The little that you are trusted with. Mm. Give it your all. Don't be like, no, I'll do it well when I'm there. Mm. Because when you're there, you won't get there if you don't do it well right now. Right now, true. So the steps of you getting to where you want to be require excellence. Mm. You know, I used to hear people say, if you're washing dishes, wash those dishes excellently. Like they must shine. You must see yourself through the, <laughs> the pots. So it's, 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 it's excellence for me. Like I, I don't, I, I don't want to go redo something. I want to do it right the first time. Okay. And that has helped me to, to really show up. Are you able to get it right the first time, every time? Not all the time. Not all the time. But it's always good to know that you gave it your all than to... You know, just for the sake of getting it done. Yeah. And that's something that I teach my boys as well. Like, don't do your homework because you want your teacher to see that you did your homework. Do your homework so that when they mark you, they see that you actually understand what you're doing. So research about what you're doing about fashion um styling rate cards or how much are people charging right now um how can i create relationship with stores so that i don't have to always physically go to a store and find out the shoe that i'm looking for is not there Mm. for example you know and those are things that you will learn as time goes but for me showing up fully doing what i do with excellence and knowing that if Things don't work out. I gave it my all. It was just a matter of that not working and being okay with that. Because I used to be like, if something doesn't work out, then I go into a dark corner and I'm mm. like, Vele Omila, really? Did you really think? You know, things like that. You you condemn yourself so much, mm. and you find yourself losing even the little bit of hope that you had when you started creating whatever you're creating. So it's important to be okay when 
things didn't work out. Like I would be upset at myself if I didn't give something my all and it failed. Like I, I, what was I expecting? You'd think it's because yes. You... But if I know that I did everything that I could to make that work and it still didn't work, I'm okay with that because that was good, good effort. A for effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I hear. You. And what areas? Do you feel that you've intentionally really had to go in with that? You know what? I'm going in. (laughs) I know your business and the shift between you working a nine to five and going into business. I know that that, that's that's a big one for you. You've mentioned that. But what other areas in your life have you felt like? Oh, shaky ground. Oh, sure, but, yeah, yeah. But family I'm, but life. Going. Guys, family life. Hey, <laughs> family life. Like, no one has a manual how to be a wife, one. No one has given you a manual how to be a mom. I think those two things for me, marriage and, and kids. I went in and I was like, I want to be the best mom that this boy is can ever, ever like, have yeah think you would ever even imagine of having mm. and that required me to be very to be less of who i am to be less of omila sure. and be more about listening and extending grace so you listen to the kids they teach you how they want you to treat them literally my youngest Ian, he was not like like how people like no boys are slow he mm. started walking when he was eight months mm. you know um and he just did things quicker and i was like oh he's a boy people say you boys usually take time mm. he didn't it wasn't the case <laughs> with him so what we discovered with my husband was that kids teach you where they are, where they at the mm. stage that they at they will let you know their behavior will show mm. their 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 way of like just carrying them the way they carry themselves will show so yeah, I went in and I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I'm going to be a boy mom and I'm going to be the best. I'm going to teach my kids what it is to carry themselves as gentlemen and do things with excellence. Mm. That's one of the things that you will find that your people are upset in the house because I I check the dishes and then I see that there's water dripping down the dishes and you said you dried them. You're going to take all of them, dry them from scratch until you learn that when you do it the first time, you do it properly. Make sure you do it properly. Yeah, no, you don't do it just so mommy can think you wash the dishes. And that just reminds me of what I always say, that there's no second chances, really. I mean, we only have one life, right? Yeah. yeah. And we, we're living now. Yeah. There's no, uh, I'm going to go back to my life again. I'm going to check the things that I feel like I didn't actually match up mm. to or do well or show up for or yeah. do excellently enough. And then I'm going to relive. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, unfortunately, we don't have that. Yeah. We only have this one life. And yes, we will always look back and say, okay, I didn't, maybe I did I didn't do so well in that area and the next time. But we are not always guaranteed of the next time. True. And that is why we need not to... um, It's okay to know that people make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, right? But we need not to reward mediocrity. Like, we need not to... Oh, well done. When when you know, Mm. just so you... Because you don't want to bruise your child's ego or you don't want to bruise your husband's ego. Mm. If it's not well done... Don't say well done mm. because that's what they think is is the best of like the best that they can produce. Mm. And they will continue producing to that level because you said well done there. Mm. That's what I do now to myself. Mm. Like I, I'm like, hmm, 
honestly, Omila, like literally, I talk to myself. Mm. Like, I'm like <laughs> girl, mm-mm. that was not a nice thing to say to your son. Or you don't talk to your kids like that. Mm. Okay, I shouldn't be like, yeah, but I told them. Mm. Yeah, they must know. Mm. And on the other hand, the kid is feeling crushed and destroyed and mm. whatever. So we need to not. We need to be able to say, okay, you know what? Need I need improvement there. Mm. To be able to have that honesty yeah. with yourself and yeah. not with anyone else. Okay, so imposter syndrome creeps at us like sometimes in the things that seem insignificant and small and they don't matter yeah. and all of those things. And I find it so interesting that you're actually in fashion and you what you do is out in the open. It's, it's in the public. It's for everyone to Everybody see. Everybody to see and criticize. Yes. And I know that uh, you once in your life had an insecurity about the shape of your head. Yeah. But I see you cutting your hair all the time. You hardly have any hair on. Is that a sort of affirmation to yourself to say, this is the shape of my head. I'm going to love it. I'm going to embrace it. Is, it's me and yeah. it's not or is there, is there no meaning am I just reading too much into it um, actually um, some of the insecurities that we have as adults are like they stemming from being teased about how you looked when you were younger mm. and that came from bullies it came from people that were not happy with their own bodies mm. people that were not happy with their lives generally that they then imposed on younger kids mm. so that they could feel powerful and good about themselves mm. so me feeling insecure about my head came from people teasing me because my my head was different from everybody else's mm. right and um and i would look at the mirror and i'm like yeah they write. Oh my gosh. But I'm sure my heads were also different <laughs> from other kids' heads. <laughs> I was like, they write, they write. And even at home, I used to be teased about the shape of my head, by the way. Even and, at home? Yep. <laughs> at home. So now, you know, the, the, there's a word that they used to use and it stuck with me. Mm. Like, I literally would have an afro or whatever just to, to hide. And hide. The, the, and then I, I met my husband, mm. guys. I met my husband and I remember I did like a haircut and he was like, oh my gosh, your head. That was a shock of a moment. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I braved out to do this hairstyle. Mm. And like, I was just, and he was just like loving my head. And I was like, okay, really? Is he saying this because, well, I'm his girlfriend or, you know, he doesn't want to hurt my feelings. But that required me to look deep into the offense, into mm. the the root of it and 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 I had to then you know talk to God about it because my head was not the only issue that people commented on mm-hmm. the my tooth gap mm. oh guys <laughs> like <laughs> people give me mean hey I, kids in kids specifically <laughs> kids specifically so these are things that define who I am mm-hmm. that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made there's nothing wrong with me. And I had to, after my husband had given me the compliment, I was like, you know what, is it really nice? And I was like, God, what do you think? And the word of God tells me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm. I'm perfect the way that I am. This gap makes me Omila. Mm. This this head shape mm. makes me 
Omila is. You know, it's. It, I don't want to look like divinity. Mm. If I don't have this gap, I'm not Omila. You True. know. So I was like, okay. I started embracing myself, and I was like, so when I started cutting my hair, cutting my hair short, I was already like, you know what? Yo, I'm the bomb.com shem. <laughs> Don't care people, what anybody else ooh, says. People, people can say whatever they want to say, which is why I'm very intentional about the things that I say to my kids and about my kids. I was actually about to go into that to say that some of the teasing you experienced at home, yeah. you know, yeah. and like you're saying that some of the things that we do, we find ourselves dealing with in adulthood yeah. comes from, from the way that your we grow up. childhood traumas and what, what. Yeah. Yes, and all of those things. So... I was about to say, what, wh- how intentional are you with your kids? And just with parents, all of us mm, who've been parenting, mm, mm. how intentional should we be in making sure that our kids don't go through what we, we went, went through? through? And do you think that there's something that you can do now to help your kids that as and when they grow up, if imposter syndrome starts coming, knocking at their doors, mm. they are more confident, yeah. more sure, more yeah. assertive and able to actually say, sorry, you can stay <laughs> Not gonna work. out there. Yeah. Um, with, with us at home, for example, my husband is the most, um, he's very outspoken about how, I think he's, he, I don't know, maybe it's just part, like a part of who he is. I'm not like that. I need to be intentional about like complimenting my kids mm. and because it was never something, I don't know, that I, that you really got. Yes. Mm. So he, 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 I learned so much from him. And he is very intentional. He will say, well done. He will say, you look handsome. You're so smart. As a result, my, my three-year-old will tell my 13-year-old, Nalo, you're very smart. <laughs> you're very smart. That is a winner. Like, mm. that's the... Environment that we have. If I walk down the stairs and I'm dressed, he will say, oh, "Wow, mommy, you look beautiful!" Like he, because we we tell them you're handsome, and sometimes I say you're beautiful, and he's like, "No, mommy, I'm not beautiful. I'm, I'm a boy. I'm handsome, <laughs> you know, and I'm strong." And 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 we intention about telling them that we prophesy those things, we declare those things over them, and we tell them even when they've made a mistake and they expect us to change our 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 our, our, our prophecy, it doesn't change. Mm. You know, when some, someone didn't do so well and they bring the report card and we're like, no, you, you're doing very well. You're doing very well. You're definitely going to ace this next time. So the, the what do they call it now? Affirmation. We affirm yes. them a lot mm. and we give honor where honor is due. Mm. There's nothing wrong with complimenting your kids when they're doing something better than you when you were that age. Mm. Mm. It doesn't take anything away from you. Mm. So we're very intentional about um, teaching them about confidence. I mean, we, we even taught them about uh, on how to greet people. My husband was teaching uh, uh, our 13-year-old, when someone comes, you look them in, in the, the eye, eye, you extend your hand and say, hi, my name is Ndal. You don't slouch and, you know, mm. we're very intentional about that. When someone is bullying somebody, you need to defend the def- those that can't defend themselves. Yes. So stuff like that. So, yeah, we can only pray and hope that, you know, they will remember that mm. when those, um, when the imposter syndrome or um, lack of confidence comes creeping in that they will remember that hey i'm strong i'm a mm. prize i'm I'm born for such a time as, as this i'm important i always tell them that you're not a mistake mm. you're a solution mm. there's something that you're going to solve in the world you're mm. going to make the world a better place mm. so don't ever think that you're a problem and i think that instills a lot of 
trust in them for them and about themselves. Yeah. Trusting that, like he's saying, they're not just here. You yeah. know, they're here for a specific purpose and a reason and yeah. they're going to fill, fill that. Trusting that whatever gifts and talents that they have, mm. um, they, they can, I mean, you just... D- Doing what you're doing is yeah. is just testament to that because sometimes a lot of us, even in our generation, we've we've had friends and even sometimes we've done it. I know when I said I wanted to go study drama, my parents were like, drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I did media and communication because then it just sounded a little bit, better, you know, yeah. a little bit better. So then it leads me to want to talk about the relationship with trust with ourselves. Yeah. And trusting other people, the people in our lives, because if you didn't trust your husband and you didn't trust his voice and you didn't trust his affirmation when he yeah. said that you're doing such a great job, you yeah. know, you know what you're doing, it, it looks good and don't quit, stay on yeah. the course. If you didn't trust him when he said um, you look beautiful with your hair cut, you know, <laughs> so, if, so I'm just getting a sense that. There's a trust yeah, thing, definitely. You know that we we need to bring to light. Yeah, that we we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust the people in our life. We don't mm. trust our circle. Yeah. And how has the relationship with trust with yourself grown? Oh, amazingly so. Like it's it's grown. It's grown a lot, and it 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 really did come from being affirmed by somebody that I trust and love and of course my mom and my dad my Mm. number one number one like my mom is on everything that I'm on (laughs) she knows what I said when I said it how I feel you know she's literally she prays for me she's literally there Mm. if I say I'm speaking at this this she's gonna tune in Mm. she will she will be there they Mm. will be there and she will come back with feedback and Mm. say hey I think ABC, you know, just to, you know, constructive feedback. So one, people that I love really, like, help me with that. And also my relationship with God. For me, he is a reflection of who I'm ought to be, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a journey. So sometimes you... You go to God and you're just like, yeah, I'm not so sure. Really? Am I this? Is this really me? And then he tells you, he shows you who you are and he gives you, he ushers you into doors as confirmation that, listen, you're supposed to be here. You're here for such a time as this. You're here for this. So he opens doors. But I think more than anything, conversations with myself in the presence of God and allowing myself to be corrected by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one of the things because... I grew up having a certain idea. I had to unlearn a lot of things about what what who I am because there's a lot of things that people even rubbish that people threw into this into defining who I am mm. and I took those things and I walked and I I defined myself as well with like with those things. So it needed a lot of unlearning from my side. Um so I would say support from my family and honest conversations with myself in the presence of God. Mm. Like, I feel like that's one place that I cannot even try to be strong if I'm not, Mm. or try to lie to myself and justify. That's when 
I'm the most brutal, honest with myself and with God. Mm. And that's where I get help as well. Because if I act strong in front of you, you won't see Omila as acting strong. Mm. But when I go to God, I'm a mess. I have, I don't have to. You know, when you get home after a long day, you take off your shoes, you throw them there. Mm. You take off your wig, you loosen your bra. That's literally how I am when I go into, <laughs> into the presence of God. I'm like, okay, here I am just as I am. So it's important to have a safe space that you can just be yourself. Yeah, and it it, it doesn't have to. Mask. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. My relationship with God doesn't have to be the same as the way that I am with. That's my solace. That's my place of yeah, safety. Yeah. For you, it could be anything that really works for you. But mm. you need a place where you can be naked. Mm. Because we have a lot of masks, thousands. You put this one when you go to this group of people. You put this one when you... So you need to be you at some point. Mm. Yeah. I want to go back just a little bit. Um, What you said about being concerned about the criticism of other people on your work and Mm. what you do, right? How have you been able to tell between constructive criticism and not feeling like you're being bashed or someone is, you know, how have you been able to balance the yeah. two or tell the difference between the two? Because sometimes somebody can come like and just say, um, you know, this kind of just needs a little tweak here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just just fall back and mm. you're like, oh, shucks, I knew it. Mm. There was that little voice mm. that said, this is not going to work yeah. out or this is not good enough for whatever the case may be. Yeah. So how have you been able to just tell the difference? Um, I think it's 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 important for you to even for you to be matured about um, the whole thing. Why am I saying that? Because if you are not you are not matured enough to mm. see that, you are going to take constructive criticism as somebody bashing you. Yep. You will. You'll take offense Mm. when you're not confident now in your identity and what you do and whatever. Even if somebody comes with a white flag waving a white, (laughs) you will say, hi, they're coming for me. You'll see red. Mm, mm -mm, They're attacking me. They're jealous of me. So it's important for you as a creator to know that, you know what, what I'm creating, I've given it my all. I've done my research and I'm confident that even if it doesn't work, it's okay. Mm. That when people come, you welcome their 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 their, their, their feedback. feedback, and you thank them for giving you feedback, right? And then there's also now those who come with evil intentions. Mm. I want to tell her this so that mm. you know. Mm. Um, so that's where maturity now is free is needed because when somebody comes in with that vibe and they really coming for you, they want you to go to go home and cry. Mm. Like that's the intention. I want to it's 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 important for you to be able to see that okay, this is the intention here. Mm. So for me, most of the time you will find that the people that have been following your journey the longest have that have been following you your journey the longest give you constructive feedback yeah. then there's Mavukengen the people that just they come from nowhere now that you are where you are, for example, then they come and they say. tell they have a lot to say about a journey that they never experienced or or witnessed. Mm. So it's important yeah. to know who who uh, the the person that's giving the feedback, mm. because there are people that know nothing about you, but they'll have like 
10 or, or whatever mm. opinions to say about how you should parent or how you should do marriage or how you should um, dress or mm. whatever it is. And um, most of the time, people that come with negative feedback, they're imposing. Mm. They're not happy with who they are. Mm. And as a result, they just spew garbage. The Bible says that out of the abundance of a heart, the mouth, speaks. the mouth shall speak. So if you are meditating on jealousy, envy, negativity, trust me, we will know. Mm. When you open your mouth, we're going to know. Come out. We will know. We will know if you're selfish. Mm. By the way that you talk, everything must be about you mm. and your ideas and how everybody should do what you're doing or how you should do it this way. Mm. You know, we will know. I think another important part of it is having a sounding board, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember when I put together my... A collection of poetry yeah. and I was so scared to publish it I was like yo who's going to read this who's going to buy this who's, are people even is this content that people yeah, are kind of yeah. into yeah. and then I sent um, I sent the, I sent the manuscript out to some people to read and give reviews on and one person came back and they had uh, feedback that wasn't you know so amazing yeah. so they had questions and they had this and they had that and I really had to, I mean, I spoke to my husband about it and I spoke to my publisher about it and I said, okay, listen, this is what's come back. And there's just this one out of all. Yeah. It's just this one. Yeah. And I was aware that the person is not necessarily coming from a negative point yeah. of view, but because I was already doubting myself yeah. so much and doubting my mm. work so much, mm. I was like, I was almost like crushed just that by that one comment from that yeah. one person. And But having those two sounding boards of them being able to say, this is one percent mm. out of the hundred percent. Yeah. And I think going back to what you're saying then, to say, are you going to focus and amplify this one yes, percent? Yeah. Or are you going to focus on, on the ninety-nine percent, yeah. which was good? Yeah. So what are you actually going to yeah. be choosing? And it goes back to something that I always love to say, and that is choose the interpretation that empowers you. Choose yeah. the version yeah, that, that empowers, empowers you. you. That's so powerful. Out of this whole thing, this is what I'll choose to focus on because yeah. this is what's empowering yeah. me. This 1% is not empowering me, so I'm not going to yeah. be focusing yeah. on that at yeah. all. I feel like we still have so much to say to, yeah, it, it's to actually lot. cover. It's a but, lot. Um, you've mentioned affirmations, you've mentioned confirmations, you've mentioned the people that in your life have just really supported you and carried you and in essence held up space for you yeah. to be able to live the life that you are living now, yeah. to be able to change and evolve in the different ways that you have. What do you do to hold up space for the people in your life? I think more than anything is present, being, being fully present. there. Fully, like fully, fully, fully there. Being present. When my mother calls me and she wants to talk about the word that she was sharing at church this mm -hmm. past um, conference, women's conference or whatever, I don't scroll on Instagram while I'm listening to her. I put down my phone. I listen. And I, 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 I listen. The word was this. She shared on this. And then I respond with what I have heard from her. Okay. And expand on that scripture or whatever it is that you are sharing on and 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 oh this is what's going on i'm fully there I'm fully present i cannot be physically present for my mom all the time or my sister or my the 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 very least i can do is being there emotion uh, like support them emotionally if i can put it that way and spiritually in whatever way i can and for my husband 
being there for what he does, what he loves, and um, knowing what he does. Because I'm not clueless about rugby. I know rugby. Mm-hmm. I know rules. I know <laughs> stuff. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't just watch and for the sake of watching. So mm-hmm. he could, yo, Omila was watching. Mm-hmm. I engage with him after the game. Mm-hmm. And I talk about, oh, I saw that. Was that a mistake or what? You know, you engage, you fully there. Because it's not about me now, it's about him. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the kids, it's literally for me showing up for them in the best way. I think for kids, it's presence. <laughs> I'm going to presence, being there, mm. being there. Like, Iana will literally come and grab my hand. Mommy, let's go jump. I need to go jump mm. with Iana. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And Dado doesn't want to jump with me. He needs something different. And what he needs, if he wants to go, he wants me to create a, a date with his friends. They go play and they, we have lunch. We do that for him because... It's it's what fulfills him. It's not so mm. yeah, that's how I show up for them, being fully present and listening. Mm. Because we love people the way that we want to be loved most of the time. Mm. So it's good to listen and to just to hear, how do you want me to love you? Mm. I may love gifts, but you want to spend time with me. Mm. So if I shower you with gifts, you don't feel loved by me. Mm. So I need to love you the way that <laughs> makes you feel loved the most. So that's how I show up for, for my people. Oh, that is beautiful. It really is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> me too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing like such a for allowing me to be part of the of the platform to talk about this 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 these issues. It's not every day that I talk about my life in this manner. Mm. Thank you for good. opening up. And a big thing for me is that we see ourselves in each other's stories yeah you know and we're able to be kinder able to be more understanding yeah. able to be more human mm. because we see because we're actually not that different yeah. from each other so yeah. i really appreciate you being thank here. you thank you so much <laughs> thank you for having me be part of our community and follow us on our social media platforms till we meet again next week love and light Evolution is the key to breaking the cycle of the norm. Mm-hmm.